my first business and I transitioned into automation, uh, similar to what kind of Frank was talking about. It gave me the idea to basically automate services and things like that. Um, I was in media as well, which was the studio Max. I'm no longer there. I'm actually changing locations, um, but still great place. Uh, as far as that goes, I used to play basketball. Like I'm all injured up and stuff like that. I've had teams, okay. Um, which is a short story. I had a, I owned a basketball team in Sarasota, Florida. Right, right. The yeah, uh, ABA league. Yeah, the ABA right. league. So it was the first one there, um, called the Sarasota Manatee. They're still running and stuff like that, but the ABA is like all over the place. Um, now I'm with Black Owned Bi Black Business Orlando. Ah, that's right. Taking that over. Um, and kind of pushing networking and other businesses, especially black businesses, kind of working together um, as a larger unit, not necessarily in different sects, which are okay, right. um, but eventually us coming together and working together as one main unit, just like any other culture does. Okay. Um, but okay. yeah, so that's me. So with that, uh, but your baby is digital. Baby is digital. Um, I love marketing, especially marketing strategy. Um, I consult, I uh, do implementation, advertising. Um, I love the complex things. So right. puzzles are like, it's always been one of my main things that I love to do since I was a kid. Um, and I kind of fell into marketing, and especially the strategic aspect because it was like puzzles. Right. It's solving problems, it's piecing things together to take someone from where they are to where they want to be. And then we find all the little building blocks to get them to that point. Okay. You know, so. Okay. Uh, that's that's my baby right now. Yeah, people don't realize marketing is a science. It's a science. It's, it's, it's an absolute <laughs> science. science. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I get I get information from you about the algorithm. Mm -hmm. um, you actually created my digital flyer for my company launch. Like, oh yeah, all I did the, yeah, that. yeah. Come on now. You, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh wow. <laughs> I do a lot. Man. I be doing a lot of those. Folks. So uh, last but certainly not least, uh, some mortgage loan officer. Um, I actually met him. Uh, I can't even remember how when we met. It was about three. It, it was before the. Thing actually, you know what? It was a homeless event when we met. We were doing a homeless event at the spot downtown. The banquet. I think okay. uh, Joel did the banquet. Yeah. We both was working there, and I think uh, uh, Nelly, uh, Nelly linked us. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, he's the author of Who Gives a FICO. If you have not read Who Gives a FICO and you need to know about your <laughs> FICO score, that is the book to read, man. That is the book to read. Okay, and absolutely. he is also the uh, creator and host of the Bites and Brew Business Mixer. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lawrence Martin. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Love the vibe, man. And I appreciate what you're doing out here, you know. So we're just here to support and uh, be a service. That's the main thing, you know. So tell us a little bit about the Bites and Brew Mixer, though. Okay, Bites and Brew, it's, it's a concept that started really to try to connect those that, uh, you know, in the entrepreneur, in the business world okay. here in Orlando. Because if businesses that can utilize each other are not connected, that's money on the table. Right. right easy, right. easy money. And, and also to create a, create a family culture, you know, where... You know, yeah, we know each other. We're doing business. We're making money, but we can also take that same crowd and serve the homeless. Right. We also can take that same money and build infrastructures in the city that's going to service us. So it takes the, a village. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. definitely takes a village. But we can't do that if we're not interconnected and we don't have a real community of brothers and sisters. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because th that's if the love is not there. You, can you, could th you can't throw money on that. Right. So that's mm -hmm. the system that we need to fix more than anything. You know? So it's a great thing that, we, that you're, you're a part of it as well 
bringing up relationships and how we need to heal, you know, mm-hmm. in our community, especially. That's important. That yeah. is yeah. definitely important. It all plays its part. Um, now, for the mixer, because I've, I've attended a couple myself, um, mm-hmm. and it just seems like it's a plethora of different businesses, businesses. that are in there. And Correct. it's a great meet and greet. And, I mean, I've even made some connections for some other projects that I'm doing mm-hmm. just at your mixer. Um, yeah. Are you, do you actually go after a specific dynamic or a genre or yeah well i mean in, in reality you know we're like connected to the, the black business you know owners okay and a lot of the, if you have if you have an entrepreneurial mindset that's where you know we're just basically trying to pull you on whether, whether you're you know just starting out if you still got a nine to five mm-hmm. you can still we still have people in the group right. that can help you whether right. whereas it's, you know starting your business like doing your taxes uh, marketing so it's all, everything is there. It's just us plugging it together. Huh. You're almost your own little incubator. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be Wall Street. I can't wait. It's going to be. It's going to be a killer incubator yeah. too, my brother. Look. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> tonight, this is a big one, fellas. We're talking about uh, being men being emasculated in relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure, and we spoke about this before. All men have been in, in some type of relationship where they felt emasculated. They felt mm-hmm. like they weren't being looked at at their worth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to focus right now specifically on romantic rela- relationships because okay. you could take that same dynamic and you can put it in a business. You mm-hmm. know, you can put it in friendships. You know, you can put it in, like, there's basic rules that all relationships follow. You know, mm-hmm. we change the rules depending on what type of relationship it is, but... Yours, you're always going to feel emasculated in some aspect in every relationship. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. because we're focusing on uh, romantic relationships, the first thing I want to bring up is gender roles. Okay. Are there gender roles anymore? Yes. Uh, yeah, I would say yes, there are mm. still gender roles. Okay. Now, whether mm-hmm. they're adhered to or they've evolved right. um, is, is kind of what I see happening more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it being okay to whoever is leading is leading. That's your individual relationship and you mm. run it and handle it as you want. It wasn't that way before. Right. You know, things have evolved to that point where gender and not to get political or anything like that, uh, but male head leader and this has to do with the Christianity aspect of it and being that being taught um, through most of our culture, right? Not everyone. Okay. Um, the he- man is the head, the woman is underneath, and she's submissive to that man. Um, traditional relationships. Now that's changed. It's also, changed. It's also, changing. Also. It's changing. Why, where, why you say now? Well, no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say now. It's, it's been evolving like it to where it's, it's more of a conversation and more people are talking about yeah. uh, the roles changing based on the relationship itself and not necessarily a man being the leader just because of his particular sex or gender. Ah, uh, okay. Lawrence. So, I, I believe, you know, going back to your, your question, uh, you know, are, are there still gender roles? Absolutely, there are still gender roles. Um, and it's really based on you know, how someone has been raised, how, who taught them these roles, what examples they saw. But if you get into a relationship where the one person has not been, you know, taught about gender roles. Maybe a father wasn't in the home or a mother wasn't there to show, you know, the daughter how to be a wife. Mm. I think there we have to dial back and go go into who's teaching the child because, you know, they're going to school, they're learning how to be 
you know, productive in society, but are they learning how to be productive at home the right way? Are we being groomed to be grooms? Are we uh, mm. developing the women to be wives? Which the most the most important investment you will have is in the relationships that you have. Right. Which is if you're getting married, a long term relationship. If you don't make the right investment, then that's a problem. Mm. And I and and for me, my my mom always like you know prayed over us about our spouse that right. was important to her right you know i heard a coach say um and i i'm, I'm a basketball player too i love mm -hmm. basketball but he says um he says championships are won in the draft <laughs> <laughs> you know i like so that. you just I like so that. I like and, and i Smoke. and i and i will tell you i will tell you straight up and i, I think about you know, I've been I've been married going on 18 years. We'll be celebrating uh, 18 years. Oh, congratulations! congratulations man. And uh, you know, but I will tell you, man, that that's you know, <laughs> that championship was won in the draft. <laughs> now, now the thing about the draft, think about the draft. You know, you you got to get a lottery pick. Right. You got <laughs> to get lucky. You got to. Right. But but early in my 20s, you know, I just made a conscious decision, like you know. Going, going to clubs, seeing all these chicks and doing all these things, and I just decided, like, man, if I'm gonna, uh, there's no, there's no telling what the future's gonna hold. Right. Right. If I get in my thirties, they may have three or four babies, mm. but if I catch them early, it's like, hmm, you know, catch you a nice, you know, young one, yeah. not not much experience, coming straight <laughs> out of a, a daddy's house. Yeah, yeah. Hey. So, so I look, look. So, so I mean, I was, I was really forward thinking and mature because I I mean I grew up kind of early. Right. Grew up fast enough to like, okay, I know what life is about. Right. And also having parents to show me and groom me like this is the way to go. You know, showing me a relationship. Now what's crazy and we can we can get into this, but what's crazy is my parents, you know, they grew up in a traditional households, but you know, in the eighties when women start working, you know, my my dad was at home cooking. Mm. You know what I mean? My my mom was like. So they shifted their dynamic. They shifted, but it was cool. It was you know? okay. You know, my dad, he he, he loved to cook anyway. Look, we gonna put a pin in that one right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on. I'm going. Look, I like that. I'm gonna put a pin in that <laughs> yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah. Frank, what about you, man? You still believe in gender roles? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think I come from the other end of the spectrum, okay. where I didn't grow up seeing those gender roles. There we go. Right, mm -hmm. and so, but we were Christian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're taught that, yes, the man is the head of the household, but then what are you seeing in practice at home? Right, Ooh, right. exactly. Right. 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 So right. one of the first things me and my wife would argue about, the first things was, who's going to take out the trash? Uh -huh. this, this became a major argument. Mm -hmm. like, argument, not mm -hmm. discuss, argument. Over taking out the trash? Yes, the trash. because right. she grew up with gender roles, Right? Yeah. She had a, her father's in the house. So in her mind, or in her house... Uh, the man takes out the, the trash. The man or her brother yeah. took out the trash. That was a male role. That job belonged to a, a man. Right. Right? In yeah. my house, whoever found the trash... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Took yeah. out the trash. Take out the trash. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, that was just my perspective. You know, I, I knew no other way. Right. And right. I left the house naive, <laughs> like you. So, yeah. you know, I'm out here green. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's all good. You know, yeah, this, this is, this is going to work. And you know, I, I thought I was a renaissance man initially. So I, I got, I've been, I was, I've been married 
22 years now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, nice, man. nice. Right? And I thought I was a renaissance man and thinking, okay, no, I, we'll, we'll, we'll share these roles. You know, right, these, right. these yeah, duties. Yeah, yeah. We'll come in as partners and everything, right? Right. Because I'm laid back. And it worked initially. Right. Well, it worked for a while. For a while. <laughs> it, right? worked, it worked for a minute. Until it didn't work. Right. It didn't work. And it, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it broke us, right? Essentially, right? And you know, we'll talk more about that. Well, I'm glad you guys mentioned that because you guys said some of the few things that I really wanted to point out as far as um, you know, religious base when it comes okay. to gender roles. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, uh, what you see growing up and what society says uh, the yeah. husband should be and what the wife should be, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we go to. Uh, what was it? The three P's Steve Harvey says to uh, was it uh, provide, protect, and proclaim. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But we do know where those derived in. Derived right. From. Yeah. You got to remember in the Bible, God created Adam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God created Adam, and He created Adam in the physical form of a man, mm-hmm. because He wanted Adam to work the fields of the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Then He said, "Oh well." Adam don't need to be alone. So instead of creating a new Adam, I'm just going to create a partner for Adam. Mm-hmm. And then he created Eve yeah. from the rib of Adam, right? Right. Provide, protect, proclaim. Mm-hmm. Well, since we have the muscular strength, we're supposed to provide the food. That's right. If we get attacked, our bodies, we're supposed to provide the protection. protection. Right. Proclaim, as a man, how it go back in the day, this woman's mine. That's how right. we claimed our woman. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So we're yeah. looking at a basis of our n- current relationships mm-hmm. on the status of medieval times. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So when that dynamic when that dynamic starts to change, mm-hmm. we start feeling emasculated. There's always ways to provide, to protect, and comp- proclaim that has nothing to do with you being the dominant, dominant. in the household. Right. You know what I'm saying? But society tells you if you're a man, you're supposed to be the dominant in the household. But what if you don't have the genetic makeup to lead? What if you're not a leader yeah. by nature? That's true. What if you're know not a saying? good leader? Yeah. I mean, what if you Fair what enough. if she's what if she's better at finances than you? Exactly. You know, so yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, different different abilities. So, so you know, I I like us <coughs> to start thinking about those dynamics in different ways because we're still basing the role of the man in the household off generations, generations Mm -hmm. of us inflicting our will. We told, it wasn't until the New Testament, the first Timothy, where we actually said women should be subjugated because we were here first. We're bigger, we're stronger. Mm -hmm. So we're supposed to be the head of the household. Mm But that's the dynamic that we go off of, right? Right, right. You know, because we have the physical prowess to be, you know, in that role, we're supposed to take that role. Mm-hmm. Don't work no more. That don't work no more these days, right? right? So for you guys individually, what gender roles do you guys actually have in your relationships personally? I'll go first because I think I'm the unmarried one here. Um, I'm not. I'm not married. You not married? No, I'm not married. You sure? Man, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those views going up, bro. Somebody claimed. No, but um, 
And I have more of the traditional role okay. uh, in my relationship. I've always been, I had a weird upbringing. I didn't really grow up with both parents. Um, and I wasn't around both parents all the time. And I moved a lot um, through ex- existential cir- circumstances. But in my current relationship, what she wants is the way I am. Oh. Right? Ooh, that makes this easy. Right? So, you know, I'm... I'm natu- I naturally lead. I nat- naturally take initiative, but I'm very compromising. I'm not a. Mm-hmm. I, I'm dominant as far as in what I think and what I believe in direction, but I'm always flexible. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not hey my way or the highway kind of thing. I don't. Yeah. I've never operated that way in my life because what I understand is I don't know everything. My perspective is my perspective, and in this room right now, there's three different perspectives. Right. That may have a better perspective than mine, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and give me clarity. Well, so I use that in my relationship. Not better, different. Different. Okay. okay. Let's say different. I like different. That's okay. fair. That's fair. I'll go with different. But um, that's the way I am in my relationship. I right. protect, I provide, and I proclaim. Uh, she knows that's my woman. I know I'm her yeah. man. And she knows that. And we're clear on that. Um, and she has a traditional role. She's more traditional. Okay. You know, wife, like to stay home, cook, clean. Um, cater, she's very nurturing and giving, but I'm the same way too. Right. Because I did grow up more with my mother. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with my father, but I grew up more with my mother. mother. So I have the aspects of both, and that's what makes me flexible. And so, like, where we're at, it fit a lot. Because we were talking before me and you. Right. Um, and I wouldn't deal with relationships with women who tried to make me feel emasculated mm. because I'm kind and I'm very yeah. patient. Right. But don't take my kindness for weakness. <laughs> don't take it for a weakness. <laughs> right. Because I can be very, very cold and callous without being mean or rude. Right. That's right. And unaffected. Right. 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 Um, so it's very difficult for me to be emasculated, even though I have been in relation in a relationship. And that's the one we'll talk about whenever right. um, we get into details on that. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I have the more traditional role in the relationship, but it's still more modern because it's flexible. Because there's certain things that she's very, very good at. Right. Yeah, that you babe. have to yeah. let her I'm take like, the lead on. Babe, you got, you it. got it. What okay. do you think? You know okay. what I mean? It's very, very flexible on that one. So, yeah, what about hybrid. you, Lawrence? Well, M- married, yeah. happily married 18 years, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I mean, in principle, I make sure that, um, you know, foremost, I'm the provider. If she mm. wants to contribute to the provision, providing is not just financially, but providing mm. is being a visionary as well. Mm. You know, making sure that uh, I have a vision for the future of our family, even right. when I'm gone. So that's number one. And I think everything else is, it's not necessarily fundamental or principle to me. It's, it's flexible, like flexible, my man might right. say, like, okay, who's going to wash the dishes? Who's going to take out the garbage? It's not necessarily something that, you know, I'm really, somebody do it, just get it done, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, life too short. And I think my wife and I both agree about that kind of thing. Like, you know, we're not going back and forth over dumb stuff. Over dumb stuff, no. right, right. Because we've been through so many seasons in our life. Like, right. Um, just having three kids and just seeing how roles change through mm-hmm. seasons. Right. Being together for so long. And, and uh, so... I just, I'm just at a point where I just want peace. Okay, if peace means I'm washing the dishes, I'm, I'm washing yeah, the dishes. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> we washing get the dishes. dishes. Washing dishes. It, right. You know, so I mean, it, at this, I mean, I don't have an ego about that. Like, right. yo, and uh, back in the, when I was young, I'm like, yo, you've never seen your dad wash dishes. Why you expect me to wash dishes? You mm. know what I mean? Why, you know, you never, because she definitely grew up in a traditional home where mama didn't work, dad, you know, right. provided. 
And that's that's fine, but you know, at the same time, we live in a different time. We shouldn't have those same expectations. Mm-hmm. So being flexible after after you know I, you know, make it a point that I'm providing for my family. After that, it's all hey, I'm I'm gonna serve anyway. So right, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. What about you, Frank? Um, I guess I play the same type role: provider, protector. Um, mine change. Mine is a little different in that. Uh, I've been in tech for a long time. Right. I've been in tech since I graduated from high school. I mean, mm-hmm. college, right? Right. So I, I've always had flexible schedules. When we started having kids, my wife is was a, is a nurse. Right. In nursing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has a very inflexible schedule. Schedule. Right. 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 I'm the one that's working from home. You know, for years now, even before it was a thing. Right. I was working from home. Um, I lived in Texas for like 16 years, right? And my first do- when my first daughter was born, that's when I guess the dynamic in our family changed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of the, I don't, I'm not staying home dad, but I was the dad that was at all of the events. So right. Like, right. my joke, my th- so the joke that I used to tell was that it was always me and the white moms at the school. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Really, really, yeah. like yeah. I mean, oh, they it, loved it you. Literally, they loved. They, they loved you. It was literally, literally <laughs> me and the white moms at the school. You know, I because imagine. listen, because the fathers there, you know, they're, they they're we're in the community where they provide, right? Mm-hmm. The dads yeah. can provide, right? right. The moms right. at home, right? Right. My yeah. wife is also working because she wants to work. She's a go getter, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm flexible, so hey, look, if you my daughter's having something at the school, I'm there. I'm right. there for everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I have been there for everything. everything. You see what I'm saying? And but that's what I for me that was the vision for my family. Right, right, right. Right? And so in a sense, I think that I was always visionary, but my vision was being there for my kids, being right. a major component there, being the heart of the family. In all honesty, I didn't have a financial vision. Right, right, right. right. And part of that was is also because of me being in tech. You know, like, look, the guys that I work so even to this day, the, the, I, I'm considered a fairly a young guy. Mm-hmm. The guys that I work with, the guy that works with me, one of the guys that works with me is 80 years old. Wow. 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 Right? Wow. But in tech, it's, it's a question of knowledge. Right. Right? You get paid for what you know. Yeah, that's true. And legacy type networks. <laughs> you mm-hmm. who, knows about legacy. who knows about legacy networks yeah. except for the eighty year old guy right. and me that both know Mod Bus. You, you see what I'm yeah, saying? Even the, even the military use legacy, so I know it, how big it, that exactly, is. Exactly right. Huge. So connecting legacy systems to cloud based systems is huge. Right. Right. These technologies aren't going anywhere. I grew up with cellular technology. Like mm-hmm. I was an engineer in cellular. Ne- in the cellular network, developing those network components. So that knowledge doesn't go away, mm. right? So for me, retirement is a, a different kind of thing. I see these guys and they're making 100K plus and they do nothing. They're doing nothing, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they're well into their 80s. I mean, come on. So, so, so it was always a different concept. And me and my wife always kind of battled over this because mm-hmm. she's from that more, you know, her, her parents were, you know, 
stuck right. to the nurses. So right. she had a different idea of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so for her, security was just something different. Mm. And I caught on to it, you know, later on, but it was a little too late. We'll get into security. We'll get, mm. it, we'll get into the protection <laughs> part. Um, so since we're still on provide, and I know you gentlemen probably, uh, and I'm I'm asking you guys because you guys are pro, pro, uh, mainly the breadwinners in your relationships, mm-hmm. which is it's and, and that's okay. Yeah. Does income matter when it comes to how you feel as a provider in this in your relationships? Yes. Uh, yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say yes. Uh, yes, it does. Okay, so yes. so I'm glad y'all said that. Because I, yeah, yeah, I can't, so yeah. now my next question leading up to that is that if you are, and I'm just saying, single, not dating, none of that, if you are interested in someone that makes more than you, do you feel like that's a competition for you to, in mm. that dynamic with no. that woman? I, I'll, go, uh, I'll go first. I, I don't. Okay. I don't. Um, it, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. It doesn't make me feel any particular. So why does way. income matter? Um, for me, my income matters for myself okay. because it affects how I feel as a provider. Like I enjoy providing things. I enjoy giving and being able to take care of others. It's okay. Just, it's in my nature and the way I am. I try to help people all the time. Right. The more I have, the more people I can help. Right. So that's how it affects my psyche. If my woman makes more, or if I'm dating a woman who makes more than me. It's fine, you know. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all, as long as it doesn't affect the, the dynamic of our relationship, mm. as far as how she respects me and how ah, we deal okay. with each other, right? Okay. Um, right. Doesn't bother me at all. My relationship is not like that. She works too, so um, so she makes her own money and everything. But it's always for me to be secure within myself that I can give and be able to take care of others. That's right. why my income is important to me. That I'm free to be able to do what I need to do for the people I care but about. But it doesn't matter if she makes more than you. No, right. no, okay. that 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 doesn't affect me. Right. I, I totally agree with that because um, me, I look at it like if I can trust her, if she's trustworthy, if if, if I'm like vetting her to see if she would be a, a good candidate to be a wife, mm-hmm. then the first thing I'm going to check is her language. Mm. Does yeah. she have a list for what she wants or right. does she has a list for what she wants to bring for us as a family, oh, yeah. okay, you get I what I'm like saying. That. So, right. so you hear you hear the language of some of these females. They're like, "Oh, he has to do this. He has to bring this to the table because mm-hmm. I'm doing this." But they're not looking at the opportunities. And some, the few, will be like, "Well, wow." And you you listen like, "Man, we can we can be millionaires together. We can right. save my check." And you know they're right. thinking about us. So those are the type of women that you want to. Go after because because okay. it's a trusting. So a lot of a lot of females a lot of females think that men are intimidated by right. their by their by their income. Hey, but listen, there's a lot of men that are intimidated. But, they, but um, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna, okay, let's let's get a little deeper into it. Okay, please. It's not the intimidation. <laughs> mm, yeah, okay, so it's, it's the threat to us as a family trying to build. It's a threat to me as a king, right? right? The inner king that I am. Hmm. Like I don't want. I don't want you to think that just because you make more money than me, you're the king. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I don't want you to I don't want you to and I don't want you to try to try to use that as leverage to fight me because because it does come up. Yeah. Even if you trust a woman with some mm-hmm. some vulnerable material, right? You don't want her you want to be able to trust her enough not to get angry, emotional, hot and say, Well, I make more money, I built my own house, I don't need a man. Right. And it comes out that way. Right. If she's not wired that way, it won't. But 
you know, if she's dangling that over your head, like she's independent and she's not thinking about the bigger picture, that's the key. Mm, the big picture of what we can do, not just what, you know, she brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Frank? I concur. <laughs> I agree too. Listen, I think that, the, you know, what's important is how does that woman see you? Oh, there we go. Right? That's the it's, point. It's not even about how we see ourselves so much because I think it's okay. We still see ourselves as the king, right? Right. Mm-hmm. The difference is, does she feel a different way about you? Does she have that same glint in her eye when mm-hmm. she sees you, when she thinks about you? Right. Now, it's possible that you could be making less and she loves your spirit, your motivation, those things, right? right. Or maybe she loves the fact that you're wonderful with the family and the kids. Right. Gr- See, it's, it's, there has to be yeah. something where there's a connection there that they, th- there has to be some level, layer of respect, mm-hmm. right? Because the minute that feelings get involved and she gets angry, yeah. it can't be a, oh, I'm going to disrespect you now because of the finances. Yeah. You have to have enough respect for me in these other arenas yeah. to where that respect transfers mm-hmm. over here. That's true. Because if it doesn't, see, then we're, we're already But the, I think that's a that's something, because there are a lot of guys out there that are they are very intimidated with a woman that's well off. Mm-hmm. Um, they get involved with women that are well off. They probably played the role they could for as long as their pockets could stand. And then when times start coming in, it changes the dynamic of that, re- of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so they view it as a competition yes. versus, you know, Use, seeing what their woman is bringing to the table and seeing how that can wait. But I think the, the problem is is that we don't look into ourselves to see what we actually are providing. What do we provide to this person? You know what I'm saying? I, if I'm dating a woman that's, that's, that's a millionaire, I know I'm not comparing to that right now, but I'm provide her something that she's going to need. You know, right. she doesn't need me for money. That's right. You know, she doesn't need me to make sure she's good financially. That's right. not what she needs me for. So what does she need me for? And can I continue to exemplify those characters in myself to make sure that, you know, I'm still putting myself in a position as the king, as the leader, as the provider in this relationship? That's right. Because a rich woman don't need a rich man. They don't. That's true. Well, it sounds good. It looks nice. It feels good. But that money don't help her emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That money doesn't help her, you know, when everything is chaotic in our life to calm her down to bring her peace. Right. You dig what right. I'm saying? So um, I think when we think about being a provider, it, it goes beyond that. But there is a lot of things where money makes a difference. It, it makes a difference in the way men feel in their relationships. I have a right. question. Mm-hmm. I have a question on that. Is it, because what seems most common to me, um, and this is just my perspective from what I've seen, what I've experienced, is that even most women that make money want someone who makes the same amount or more than them? You that's, know, that's what's requested out of their. That program. is that is a common request. Yeah. Yes. So, rich woman not needing a rich man to me wouldn't make sense, based on what I hear and see on a regular basis. Right. Um, now, what are they? But you know, but you know what you know why you know why that dynamic has shifted, right? Because there are a lot of women that have been out here that have been well off that actually took their time and money to invest in a man who screwed them over. So now it's like, oh, well, if you're not bringing this dollar amount to my table, I can't, I can't look at you. But there's a lot of those women that's getting those men that's bringing that money to that table. It's not getting anything that they need. 
True. You know, he just the, got money. Is it, okay. Because there's layers to that. Because that could be. To, I was gonna say. Yeah, go yeah there, there's layers to go that. Because it, it depends on commonality, mm-hmm. um, you know, ratios. Like, how often does that happen? How many relationships are actually like that? Choices. Because there's selection on both sides. You think like, so? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's the most common thing. No, I didn't say it's especially the in the selection process. Most of us aren't good at selecting a partner. Uh, that's true. That's true. Initially, right? That's true. So you have. I, I'll tell you a story. You know, yeah, you know no. about this. Okay, um, my first relation, my first actual relationship that a female I was in love with, like hold actually. On, hold on, hold on. Let me get this bottle real quick. Yeah, yeah please, yeah, please. Have me that bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and this is my. I'm. I'm giving you a story of my poor selection. Okay, at a young age. So um, she was a model, who this girl, all that stuff. Um, and I've dated a lot of attractive women, but she was like on a different level at that point. And we went through the dating process for about four or five months. Um, but that was the worst relationship I had after two and a half years. It was the worst wow. relationship I ever experienced in my life. And right. it, it, it put me in a dark place to where I went on a rampage after that, where every woman in my eyes was just like that. Mm. Wow. Wow. No matter what they showed, no matter what they attempted to give me, no matter what they told me, no matter their background, any of that, you just that particular person, in my mind, this is what women are. Oh, right. And it took a while to get past that, but that's 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 my my point as far as the selection process. Because what happens is most of us, just like bad business, you know, you get burned by business, and then now you're very wary of anything after. So now you put your fears in the forefront. Right. <laughs> Say, hey. I don't want this person to be, uh, I don't want a cheater, I don't want this, I want that, I don't want that, because if that's what you experience based on maybe a poor choice or someone misleading you or misrepresenting themselves, because that happens, right? Right. Um, but as far as what women desire from what I see, as far as successful women, because I dated a few right. very, very successful women, is that they do want, from what they say, not me, they want a leader and they want a man that makes what they make or more before they can take them seriously. What does a leader Because look it protects like them from all the things that they experienced before. Right, sorry. What does a leader look like to them? That was the point. Right. That and last statement right, was the but point. That's, that's, that's the, the point, point of my story. Because right? it protects them right. from what they, they, it, they feel like it protects them exactly. from what they experienced before. Yeah, and that's kind of where my story is mm-hmm. going. So, no, you were right about that. Go ahead, Frank. Go I was forward. saying, what does that leader look like to them? Um, from every. <laughs> Every everybody's different. Wait, yeah, every, everybody's, everybody's different. different. I'm just talking about right. the conversations I've had. I'm, okay. I can only speak gen- generally from what I experienced, studied, um, and then the conversations I've had is always the protection, the word provide, security, and then the financial aspect. I, I want him to be, be able to take care of himself at least. Mm, that, that, and that's basic. And that's, that's a basic. That's a that's a basic. That's a, basic right? But that's request. that's what I hear all the time. Yeah, now, a what a leader reason. actually is. And now here's, talk the, about that. here's the but problem. Truth, truthfully, go ahead. Don't they all want to be taken care of though? No, not necessarily. Oh, I don't know. They all want to be taken care of in the areas they want to be taken care of. That's what I was gonna say. So we have that c- mentality that women want to be taken care of. You know, we do the basics. We, we work. We pay the bills. We got the house. We buy the cars. We make sure. Foods in the kitchen, like the whole nine. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, read a book, uh, Masculinity in a Relationship by G.S. Youngblood. Mm. He said he was in his house. He was the provider. He worked. She didn't work. You know, they had kids, but they had a nanny. He paid for the nanny. 
You know, she didn't have to do anything in the house. If you know, she cooked, she did all that stuff. But what he found that his wife ended up leaving him because she didn't get him as a leader. She didn't feel like he was a provider. You know why? Because she was a capable woman. So you know what he let her do? He let her call the plumber when the, the sink was leaking. He, he, he left it on her to file the taxes because he was working all the time. Mm-hmm. He left it on her to plan the vacation. She wanted to go out to eat. He left it on her to pick the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the provider, but he wasn't provided what she needed at that moment in her life. You dig what I'm saying? What she had I so that sounds similar to my situation. Mm, go ahead, Frank. Right? But was she able to communicate that's, that's what, what she I was needed in that moment? Because in my situation, it, the communication wasn't there. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like, all right, what is it that you need? What is it? You know, it, she can communicate that her yeah. needs weren't being met. Mm. But she couldn't communicate what those needs, needs were. Yeah. Uh, okay. The assumption of and understanding. Exactly. Yes. And, and what are your, what are those needs being met? So, you know, she's she, she's saying like something like, I don't feel like you know you're looking out. You don't give me security in our future. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Plain and simple, right? right? And in my situation, my wife actually had a degree in finance. Right. Accounting. Right. With a concentration in finance. So my my thought is, what the hell? <laughs> you, you're, you're the math boy. Put this shit together. Put, put this shit together. Like you actually have a degree in it. You know, right? you're the expert, exactly. right? Yeah. So if there's anybody I can trust with my money, it's you. Yeah. Here you go. Uh, so that was all. I was all in, bro. So for yeah. me, from the beginning, it was a oh, let's pool this money, let's manage this money. Oh, you want you want to do what? You want to get a house? Uh, all right. You want to you know. Get another house, bigger house, better house. All right, let's do, we can do that. Finance, I got a better job. Oh, we can afford that. The kids want to get into this. No problem. Now, I'm, and this is just me being what mm-hmm. I do. You saying that. You want this? Cool. Let's do this. You want that? Cool. Let's do this. To me, it sounded like her mentality was, this is what I want. You tell me why I should want this. You tell me what's better. Can you guide me to a different decision? You know, we find it easy to be like, babe, this is what you want? No problem. I got it. That's easy. That's right. We want to do that. That makes us feel good to be able to do that, right? But a lot of times, that's not even what they're asking for. That's not not what they're asking for. But see, the thing was that this was my vision, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that communication, because right, so you don't exactly. know she wants direction. Right. Exactly. And see, here's the thing. I, and from my perspective, I was giving my family everything I didn't have. Ah, uh, okay. You okay. see what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. giving you right. a stable home. Yeah. You're in a nice community. You, you know what I mean? These kids get to go to great schools. You know what I mean? My wife, you, you get to go back and get another degree if you want. You want to go get a second degree? Great. Go get a third degree. Mm-hmm. Knock yourself out. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. for me, it was like, hey, I'll give you every opportunity that you want. Right. Yeah. Because to me, she was the investment, essentially. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. The problem is she felt like, oh, you don't have a vision. You don't have. And, and in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm investing in you. Interesting. Interesting. You're so part she, of my vision. My yeah. vision, and and the other part of it is that 
my thing, and, and this is a little short-sighted and naive on my part, right? Right, and it took me a while to, to kind of even recognize it and be able to admit it that you know I was kind of I had kind of said that okay, you know I'm I'm gonna be focused on family right now. Mm. I had this flexibility. I'm a tech guy. I just you know I just want right. to sit back and relax and, and just be you know do my thing yeah. anyway. Right. Well, and and I but I've always been an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So on the side. I was a promoter in Dallas. I started my own um, app company, app right. business, where I was building apps, right? So I've always had that, that entrepreneurial spirit. I, I haven't had anything that's been wildly successful, but it's been successful enough to kind of keep me sustained. Well, once I started having kids, you know, one of the things I realized, man, I don't have time to do all this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? I'm yeah. exhausted. I can only be a, a great engineer at work and a good dad. And right. And a good entrepreneur, I can't do right. all three. Right. Right. So I decided at that point that I'm not gonna. I'm giving up on the entrepreneurial thing. I'm gonna go hard on the dad and, and, and engineer. How did that affect your marriage? Well, I didn't know it at the time. Mm. <laughs> it affected it drastically because it affected the way that she saw me. Mm. Because she thought that I basically didn't have. I wasn't motivated. <laughs> mm. uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So I knew that's her, where that was going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's, that's why was I, like, oh, absolutely. you don't want to do anything. You just wanted to do that apps thing, and and that's all you wanted to do. Now, part of the problem is that I love software. Right. Right. I've been coding since I was 15. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm 47 years old, mm -hmm. and I still love it. You was coding before there was yeah, code. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You talking Q basic and basic and Pascal, bro. <laughs> right? Exactly. I'm sorry, I'm a computer. So so man. that's this is what I love. I love what I do, right? So for me, what I do is a passion. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I and, and and that spirit of entrepreneurialism is is never left. Right now I have a, a anime site, right? I have a small I'm a CTO for a company in Texas. That builds applications. So you know I what? When I asked, so, so when I asked Frank what he does, <laughs> he gave me his generic. Oh, I sell software, but he said it's too many pages on his resume. That was my too many pages on his resume. Look, that was my corporate, right? But I have all of these irons in the fire that right. I'm 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 dying to get to. But the most important thing for me is what family. So you put it all on the back burner. Right. Now, my question is to you is that if you were able, hindsight being 2020, to communicate that effectively to your wife, would that change the dynamic of the situation? Honestly, hindsight being 2020, I wouldn't focus on the family. <laughs> Listen, I love the honesty. I'm, I'm being I love that. Listen, I love that. Yes, sir. 100, bro, I would have focused on my goals. Yeah, there we go. I'd have focused there on me and my goals. You know, I'm glad he said that because, I mean, you all know I was married before. Mm -hmm. I was married for a while. And for the longest, everything I did was for my family. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and it wasn't until uh, my wife and I got separated and then we got divorced to where I had no purpose. Mm. My purpose was my family. family. Everything I did was my family. I did things I did not want to do for my family, you know. So, you know, that's why with this, me breaking out in this, all of this is new because, I mean, I'm, I'll be 42 this year. Mm -hmm. So at, most of my adult life was me working mm -hmm. to support a family. family. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when I got out of that situation and it was like, all right, what is it that I want to do? I had no fucking 
clue. I had no idea. I had no clue. Technically, wow. I still don't know what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know that's doing. <laughs> um, so um, I did a did a little research and I found some common things that a lot of men say make them feel emasculated in okay. a relationship. Okay. So I need you guys to yes or no on these. All right. Okay. Uh, the first one: take over a conversation on argument makes people feel emasculated. Men, you on your way, you having a disagreement, you're trying to get something out, and she keeps interrupting you. A lot of men I, feel like that they're emasculated. That, that, could that what they're yes. trying to say I, is not important. Yeah, yeah I would. I would say yes. Um, yeah, because typically, if they're if they're, you know, over talking you or yeah. you know, interrupting, it's more about them than it is about yeah. the, either the argument itself or you and the entire relationship. It's more about them, so yeah. it takes you out of the picture. So listen. I would say yes. Yes. <laughs> Bro, I, listen, I have three daughters. I tell my daughters, mm. like, listen, take it easy, girls. Poor man. Okay? No, no, it's a blessing, bro. Listen, girls are basically trained in the art of linguistic <laughs> That's true. Right? That's true. That's this true. is what their upbringing yeah. do, is doing to them, for yeah. them. That's right. They're better at it so than us. Linguistically, yeah. they're we stumbling to over words right? and shit. Right. Like, uh, 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 hey, right. uh. When you talk about, like, what they have a word for, like, a read now or something like, like that, yeah. like, look, bro, because it seemed like they're reading their story. Like, they're <laughs> they ready to go back and forth. Exactly. They got they're rebuttals. Ready. And I'm like, you'll be sitting there like, oh, okay, you're just not going to let me get a word, and that's what I said, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think my my worst one is if I'm sitting here telling you, and then your body language and then your responses are like you're not really listening. Listen. Yeah, you're just you saying you're just say, saying right. okay to get me to shut up. Oh, right. that is so it's, Till it's her time going on. Or see, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on. What did you say? Like, no, I was bro. gonna say. I was gonna say. Now, I mean, my wife is she's not the one to go back and forth. You know, most of the time, like right. ninety. Right. But. The silent approach kills me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's you worse know? Like she, she like shutting down. Right. And I'm talking, and she ain't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know she got something to say. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, that's what I was saying. I get an okay, and then after that okay, silence. Good. Silence. Silence, bro. The silence is killing me. <laughs> it's number, number two, <laughs> comparing them to other men, be it their father, be it their brothers, <laughs> be it an ex. Have you guys experienced in that? Yes. How emasculating does that feel? Yes, oh, yeah. that's disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, bro, yeah, or yeah. when you get c- compared to that, that abstract dude, uh-huh. which is worse because, you know, it's like, wait, yeah, who, you, who, you, who are you talking about? Right. Who are you talking about? Look, man, when I, exactly. look, let me tell y'all something. When I first got married, there was this guy, he could dance. I can't dance. Mike? Hey, yeah, yeah, keep me out of this. It wasn't me, Lawrence. Mike and Dan's. You got to make sure they ain't My knees, I can still but, do it a little something. But, you know, right. you know my, my ego was fragile or whatever. Right. Like, dude, dude, so what? Yeah, man. You know, I, look, that ain't, yeah. But now, you know, you get old, it's like, you know what, man? It is what it is. Exactly. What you, exactly. You know? yeah. So what? Bro. I can't dance. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but, bro, that comparison, it, yeah, it, it, it used to eat me alive. Does that that's what messed me up, and I, I'll say that that was in probably emasculated me more with my own thoughts mm-hmm. of my, mm. my girl comparing me to others 
and even previous boyfriends, you know, and it's yeah. like wait, wait. Now don't what? get me wrong, previous boyfriends are disrespectful. But Absolutely. If you yeah, got a, if even if they have a father that made sure yeah. they was good, like yeah. you you feel like you got big shoes to uh-huh. step That's into. That's true. You know it's what I'm saying? You know it's true. I may be the eyeball that I never had that problem. Oh, well, yeah. Man. I never, I never cared. You are six four with a beard. That's that changes things. It does. It does. <laughs> Somebody it does. somewhere had a problem. Too. Somebody had a problem with me. All right. But whenever I had, oh my god. No, go ahead. No, go I was ahead. gonna say whenever I had those the the comparisons and stuff like that, I would think about it, but I'm like, all right, that's fine. Whatever. It never really, <laughs> like, never, it never faded you. Listen, yeah, it took on. me a minute to get there. You know, it's yeah. like, wait a minute, hold up. Yeah. Because yeah. they, only, they only bring that shit up yeah. when they're in the argument. I'm like, you're here. <laughs> you're here. They're, you're already mad. So right, then they exactly. bring that shit up in the argument. You're, you're, you're here. Bit. You're here right now. You're talking about that. So go there or stay here and let's move on. Right. Right. I hear you. Pick one. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Uh, talk about your flaws in front of other people. Mm. That was a big mm. way of man. It made a man oh feel my God. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it may not even yeah, be absolutely. purposely disrespectful. Right. It could just be in joking manner, but it's just mm-hmm. like, damn, man, I trusted you yeah. with something that was, yeah. you know. But, but, but you, when it comes to men, we don't express that either. Like this true. is, you know, I, this is something I, I think because we automatically assume I'm giving you this information. You right. can keep yeah, this that's between true. us. That's you know true. what I'm saying? I do that. So yeah, we, when it comes out, it's like, damn. What, Really had to call me out in front of all these people. I don't yeah, fuck with these people right, like that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, Even if you do fuck with them, right, cool. right, right, right. <laughs> they didn't need to know that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, and I, oh, and yeah. I think I right. think women, I as men, like amongst each other, we have a code. Yeah, we won't violate yeah, yeah. that code. We won't do it. And I tell my wife, I'm like, look, you do things that dudes in the street know better not to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you exactly. doing things as if like it's all good. Now, if you was a dude, we, we would have yeah, some problems. Yeah, right. Some serious yeah. problems. But but these are the type of things because we're, women are not wired to understand that we need respect. It is so true. You know, there's a book really? called... Really? I've never heard that. There's a book called Love and Respect. Okay. And, and biblically speaking, God never commands a woman to love her husband. Right. God commands a woman to respect her husband because right. that's what we need. Respect and obey. Because because right. men are honored for respect and honor. Right. Me, men are, are wired. We're wired for honor and respect. Mm-hmm. We'll die for you on honor. It, you know, it's like, yo, I'm going to war for you. I'm going over here to Iraq, risking my life to make sure you're good. Right. Mm-hmm. That's honor. Like, that's what moves us. They're all on that romance. You know, mm. he brought me flowers and he, you know, these types of things. Yeah. But we're on, we're wired for respect. You know, that's the reason why sometimes in a safe place, guys will go hang with other guys. Because it's like, look, I'm in a safe place. I know we can watch the game. It won't be no disrespect, especially when you get older. Because you've mm-hmm. been through a, yeah. enough yeah, fights yeah. to know that you shouldn't yeah. say, keep your mouth shut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right, but, right. but, you know, and that, that's the thing. And, I, and, you know, that's what a lot of, you know, maybe younger females don't understand going, mm, you know. But, uh, I, but you yeah. know what? I honestly, I, you know what? We're, that's a different conversation. Listen, we're going to move to the next one. Uh, here's one that I, was, I thought was weird. Um, Maybe because I've never experienced, but lack of eye contact during missionary sex that made a lot of men feel emasculated. Like, like the woman was not really into sex. Mm, no, I, okay. I let me let me go. I don't. Something. I can't. I can't. Look, look. I can't. I'm. I'm just going. No, look, I'm just reading the facts, bro. Yeah. Look, I'm just telling you. A lot of men feels like that when you're missionary sex. If they're not giving you eye contact, mm. if they're not actually showing you that they're engaged, that 
it's emasculating to yeah. them. That's it a dominant them position. A it's a dominant position. Absolutely. Right. You're supposed to be, you know. Right. I, I, I wouldn't say emasculating. I'm going to say that you're not going to get the good word <laughs> if you don't give me a, something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, listen. Yo, look at me. Look at me. me. <laughs> I am the captain now. Listen. <laughs> I, on that note, I'll just say I'll be grateful if I get some. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I know that like you know that like uh, but another big one was raising your voice. When a woman raised her voice to you, um, made a lot of men feel emasculated, like you don't respect me enough because you you talking to me like a child. Well that's that's you definitely know. true. But here's the problem with that. We react like children. A woman raised their voice to us, and I've done it myself. I'm yelling back. You know, yeah. I, 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 yeah. we we allow them to bring us into that energy. Because right. they're supposed to be, and I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. they're supposed to be wild, untamed right. in those type of moments. It's passion. That's passion. Yeah. You know yes. what I'm saying? When your lady's angry at you, yeah. that's, she's passionate about her anger. Yeah. Yeah, man. And we allow that to pull, that, pull ourselves into that same energy. So we have to stay grounded, man. We have to stay grounded. Yeah. Um, look, guys, yeah. we are wrapping up. We could talk about this all day. You see, I still oh, yeah, got more yeah. notes. Yeah. But yes, um, <laughs> since we're getting ready to end this show, I would like to give each one of you guys the opportunity to let people know where to reach you, how to contact you, and then what you guys got coming up within the near future. Mm-hmm. Mike, go ahead. Uh, so Michael C. Pitts everywhere. Um, so anywhere you're looking at, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn, everywhere, Michael C. Pitts. Um, I have my podcast coming up, the MBR Podcast, Marketing, Business, and Real Estate. Waiting for that one. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. Uh, we have Chef Culture Podcast, which is another podcast within my network where we talk about food, the business, um, and more food. So um, <laughs> that's the major thing. And then check us out at Black Business Orlando. So if you're an entrepreneur and a black business owner and you're looking for support and you're looking for ways to, to grow your business, we have a lot of free services. Uh, we're partnering with the SBA and the NEC, which is the National Entrepreneur Center. So we have a lot of tools and opportunities for you guys. So check us out. Awesome, awesome. Lawrence. All right, you can reach me at um, Lawrence, the mortgage broker, or Lawrence, the mortgage expert. I'm on all social media platforms. Also, I'm the author of the book, Who Gives a FICO? It's on Amazon. Uh, and this week, book, we're going to be Great. having... Love that. We're going to be having a business mixer, uh, as previously mentioned, Bites and Brew on the 16th. It's going to be downtown at the University Club. Uh, it's starting at 6 o'clock p.m. So. All yeah, right. Yeah, so. Now, we let's get away from the, the, right, the, right, the 9 it. to 5. What is Frank <laughs> so, White? So got you can reach me at uh, fm3g.com. That's my uh, software development uh, application services businesses. I'd like for everybody to check out AnimeRightNow.com. I'm going to go there That's tonight. That's my black <laughs> anime uh, website. I'm going to go there tonight. Yeah, Listen. so I'm really trying to um, affect young kids and kind of be a good – I want them to see images, black kids seeing images of themselves as heroes hmm. and letting that be the thing that kind of leads them and guides them, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, superheroes are great role models, essentially. Right. We need some of that that our kids can identify with. I'm trying to start that kind of. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Guys, next week we will be talking about the common mistakes people make in relationships. So come back, holler at me, man. Listen, man, and I thank you guys for coming out, man. Appreciate you, fellas. 
Everybody, y'all stay blessed. All right, peace. All right, peace. Man, listen. <laughs> Man, listen. <laughs>